Hi, and welcome to the Kalo podcast. My name is Michael Kalo, and the name of our podcast is called Exposed. Let me ask you something. Can you feel it? Something doesn't seem right in America. Can you feel it? That's what I want to talk to you about today. I sense the tension. It seems as if the button was just pressed. We're anticipating the explosion next, and we just don't know when it's going to happen. I'm wondering, have we gone too far as a nation? That's what I want to get into today on Exposed. Have we gone too far? Does anything we do really make a difference because it seems like we've gone so far away from American values. We've gone so far down a path that I'm not sure if we can get back to the place of sanity. Just recently, you know, in the past, I don't know, 10, 20 years, we've seen so many crazy ideas being embraced by our nation, like uh, men can get pregnant, uh, there's more than two genders, um, you know, feelings take precedent over facts, um, that somehow we in America owe the world a comfortable living, uh, that our news media speaks the truth, uh, there's a good one, um, that, you know, truth has many shades of gray. It's not black and white any, any longer. Um, we are a nation that promotes stupidity and makes people rich just for doing stupid things. Um, we believe now history can be rewritten and that uh, doing evil is somehow good. We have college educated, supposedly, um, people coming out of college believing that socialism works, that communism is good and Marxism may be even better. Uh, we've embraced the idea that kids don't need parents. They need to choose for themselves what they want to do. Or better, the government can choose for them without parental notification or consent. Help me. Please help me. Can you feel it? Something has changed in America. It's like everyone in authority has been eating laundry pods. I mean, now look, I don't mean to cause anybody in the audience to you know, feel like you're being attacked right now, but if you're eating laundry pods, there's something wrong. Where and how does all this wokeness stop? Well, that's the point. I'm not sure it can. That is, unless we wake up and begin rejecting these things as they happen. Just ignoring them, which is what we've been doing for the past, seems to have backfired. And now nearly all this nonsense has been accepted as a part of our quote-unquote new normal. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, but I don't need a new normal. The old normal worked just fine for me, and I'm sure you feel the same way. 
If we think for just a moment about the ramifications of where all this leads, it's much more frightening than even a nuclear bomb. Yeah, because, you know, with a bomb, you can pretty much determine the casualty effects, the causal effects of what the bomb will do. But stupidity has no boundaries. Stupidity is what seems to be ruling in America today. When the majority of college graduates can't correctly identify who the vice president is, we have a problem. They don't know who invented the light bulb. They have no idea what the Emancipation Proclamation accomplished. You know, I, I was watching one of these uh, questions where they question, you know, college kids. And, and uh, they were asking a question, does the earth revolve around the sun or does the sun revolve around the earth? They didn't know who was on a $20 bill. One of the craziest things was they had no idea how many wheels are on an 18-wheeler. Look, not knowing geography, maybe I can accept. You know, what's the capital of the United States? I think you should know. How long is a quarter of an hour? Really? Who fought in the Civil War and why? They don't know the questions. They don't know the answers. They don't have a clue of what's going on today. And somehow, these people are going to run the country? <laughs> Listen, they have no clue about what's right or wrong. And that's why they don't have a clue. Because they have no concept of history, the history of America, the history of the truth of what's actually going on. See, these type of people are convinced that everyone is basically good and that even the worst evil can be reasoned with. That's nonsense. And that's how America ends up in these horrible wars and conflicts and problems. See, the truth is that you cannot negotiate with evil because what makes evil evil is that it has no conscience and it has no sense of right or wrong. Evil has no fear of death. And most times, evil actually embraces death. While the majority of us normal people, normal, we embrace life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See, it's the main reason our stupid leaders for decades are trying to help countries like Iran, the largest state sponsor of world terrorism, to become a nuclear country. The, the, the reason is, is we have foolish people who have been brainwashed in colleges and universities and have no idea what reality is really all about. And these fools believe that if we're all on equal footing, then they, the evil ones, will be satisfied. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. The real truth is, if you give evil nuclear capabilities, they're going to use it because they hate us and they love death. That's a fact of life. Currently, we have in the United States open borders. Yet, our administration and the media pushing the same narrative that our border is secure. 
our border is secure. And, and yet they say we have a broken immigration system. They say the border is secure, but we have a broken immigration system. Why can't they just say the truth? The truth is the border is open and we have a broken immigration system because the border is open. See, when they say we have a broken immigration system, here's what they mean. With all the focus on immigration crisis brought on by Biden and his mismanagement of our border, little attention has been given to immigration enforcement. See, what they really are talking about is immigration needs to be reformed so that it reflects more of what it looks like now, which means open borders. But as far as actually finding, detaining, and removing people who snuck across our border illegally and maybe committed crimes, have committed crimes, no, 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 no. That's not important. It's not important to enforce that law. In fact, we shouldn't enforce that kind of law because that's really being, well, it's, it, we're not nice when we do that. I mean, people are trying to escape from their countries that they're in and they want to come to America. Listen, we can see through you, Biden. We can see through you, Mayorkas. We see through what you're trying to do. There is little to no enforcement, and that is because you and the far left want a one-party system. So bringing in millions of people and giving them as much as we can so they in turn will vote for you is really what this is all about. Secretary Mayorkas continues to destroy the government's ability to enforce immigration law, and he's done it single-handedly since he got into office. He has decimated the ICE, our U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Bureau. He has decimated ICE. In September of 2021, Mayorkas issued a memorandum and the memorandum severely limited who ICE was allowed to arrest. Why? Why would the guy in charge of our borders and security in our nation, why would he want to limit who ICE is allowed to arrest? There are illegals who have entered the country illegally and have been convicted of a crime or subject to pending charges, and yet... He won't allow our ICE agents to arrest them? See, in most cases, the Democrats don't care if these same people go on to commit additional serious crimes because they know that more than likely they're going to vote Democrat. It's only after they've been convicted of the worst possible crimes that these criminals can possibly do that they become targeted by ICE. And that's just so that, you know, he can look back and say, oh, see, we deported, you know, 10 people last year. <laughs> 10 people. Whatever they deported was nowhere near enough. If ICE is allowed to do its job and enforce immigration laws as they're already written, we would have a safe country. Can you feel it? Something is happening to America. See, Secretary Mayorkas doesn't see it this way. As he recently put it, quote, this is quote, being in the country illegally on its own is not enough reason for ICE to arrest them. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? In other words, this nut job is, a, he is an unaccountable secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. He, who's he accountable to? 
We bring him before committees, Congress, Senate, and, and, and he never tells the truth. He, he never gives an answer to a, a direct question. And he is not enforcing our laws. The U.S. Code is clear on who should be arrested and who should be detained. And Mayorkas wrongfully has instructed ICE officers to stop arresting all these people who have committed crimes. Basically, he's telling them, ignore the law. Since Mayorkas came to power, ICE has reported the lowest numbers of arrests and deportations in the history of its agency. And in that same period of time, America has witnessed historic illegal immigration to the tunes of millions of unvetted people and many from the countries that hate us. Now, even though Mayorkas has said that arresting serious criminals is a national public safety priority, they've actually done nothing to curb the influx of people into this nation and nothing as far as vetting the thousands of people that come through our border every single day. And all the while, we have states and cities who have called themselves now safe havens, sanctuaries for every type of illegal criminal. And these same sanctuary cities and states prevent the ICE officers from bringing criminals to justice. <laughs> these same jurisdictions will not even give ICE access to the taxpayer-funded jails that harbor the illegal aliens. Then on top of all of that, we have prosecutors who simply release these criminals back onto the streets to continue on with their crime sprees. You know, right now we've got 12 or 13 different sanctuary states. I know mine, Connecticut, is a sanctuary state. I know California and Colorado, Massachusetts are, um, and, and there's many others, you know, Washington, New York, New Jersey. And on top of that, we've got 146 counties that have declared themselves as sanctuary counties. We have states passing laws that prohibit ICE from detaining criminal illegals. That's what ICE is determined to do. That's what it's set up to do. But yet, they can't detain criminals. The truth is, my friends, as long as the Biden administration remains in power, our immigration problem will not be solved, and we will be subject to infiltration by some of the worst dregs of humanity, and even worse, those who have a desire to destroy America. Truly, my friends, the system is broken. But here's the thing. I believe it's broken by design. See, I don't believe these people are failing at protecting America. I believe they're basically completing a task and the task is to help destroy America from within. And as troubling as that may sound to you, as crazy maybe as it sounds to you, unfortunately, the proof is in the pudding. It's true. And if we do not put a stop to this soon, it will be too late. It will be too late for America. It will be too late for you, for me, for our children and grandchildren.
Can you feel it? The tension. I, 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 I sense this ill at ease, this sense of coming doom. And I believe it's all because after researching today's show, after understanding the issues that I'm describing to you today, it all paints a very grim picture. And it goes like this. There are many people in our own government that truly are believers in a one world government system. And these people who mainly work for the U.S. government are working behind the scenes daily to do whatever that they can do to bring about this one world system that will span the entire globe. Then they would have control over everything from the money flow to the food supply and all the energy in the world. I, I know this sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds like a crazy person. But please explain to me how people who know better can knowingly allow people into this country that have a dis desire to destroy us. If, if it wasn't for a nefarious purpose, then why would they knowingly allow people into our country without vetting them? Why would they knowingly open the borders and tell our border agents to not stop people, but help them? Help them through the wire fences. Help them cross. Help them. Just for what purpose would that be if it would not be for something evil? See, there is no other answer. They have access to money and power. They have the ability to control nearly everything, including the media. And so all I know is that to stop an uprising like this, to put Americans in their place, which is what they believe they need to do to people like you and I, any MAGA people out there, we're the danger. So to stop an uprising, what they need to do is gain even more control. They need to gain more control. Now, you might remember just a few short years ago, something happened. You remember what that was? Um, it gave them the ability to implement nearly, nearly, nearly martial law. Oh, oh they, almost, they almost declared it, but they didn't. Thank God. Trump was in office. But even he was fooled by some of the best, like Fauci and the others. See, what I'm saying to you sounds crazy, but we lived through it. You and I, we saw what happened. They wouldn't let us in the hospitals to see our own loved ones who were sick. That's right. They told you you couldn't go to work because you were non-essential. <laughs> they told churches they needed to close because they were non-essential. Yeah, well, our church didn't close. And most people, they were like sheep, doing whatever they were told 
nearly without question. And don't think that was some coincidence. Okay? It wasn't some, you know, bats that caught some kind of flu or, you know, transmitted to people or whatever, the stories. That's not what it was. It was a planned attack against America and against Donald Trump. And we now know what will happen if most Americans are pressed by the government. We now know what will happen. We know that they will turn against their neighbors. We know they'll turn against their friends. And yeah, even turn against their own families and turn them in. If pressed by the government or threatened by the government, you better believe there are people you call your friend. There are people that are in your family who will turn you in in a moment. And you know why? It's because we're not a country of men and women like the men and women of the early 1900s. Today, people do not have the same level of honor or integrity as most did back then. Our honor and integrity has been deeply affected by culture, by our education system, all purposeful. And today, the result is we are a much more selfish society. Not to say that there aren't exceptions, and thank God for the exceptions like you and I. And I say you because you're watching this podcast, you care about this nation's. You care about this nation's future. But in general, we have grown to be much more self-centered. You know, self-reliance can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing because a much different society exists today than did a hundred years ago. And a lot of it has to do with self. Can you feel it? I can. There's a difference today in America. When I walked out of my home as a child, as a kid, as a young adult, teenager, up and down the street, I knew all my neighbors. People waved and said hello. And in general, people cared about neighbors and friends. Today, that's changed. It's different. It's not the same. The difference is because we have allowed many to come from many nations. And thank God for that. That's one thing I love about America, is that we opened our doors to other nations that were in need. But they were vetted then. My grandfather was vetted coming into this nation, into this country. But the great difference is that these days, okay, we're allowing people to come into our nation who do not have the intention of assimilating into American culture. Instead, they come with the intention of changing America into something like they had wherever they may have come from. As bad as it was, they tried to bring it here. When my grandfather, my father's father, came to America in the first decade of the 1900s, he came only speaking Italian, 
but quickly learned English. And later in his home, he was adamant about everyone speaking English. Oh, he spoke Italian, but in private or necessary conversations with family or whatever. But I remember him saying this, I'm an American, and so we speak English in this house. And he meant it. He was thrilled to come to America and thrilled to assimilate into American culture. Today, people come and don't care about speaking English. In fact, most times they're talking about us and laughing at us behind our backs because to them it's funny. Hey, look at these stupid Americans. They don't know why we're here. But to me, it's an affront. And we don't need people like that. What we need are those who are willing to sacrifice and die to an old way of life and start new here in the greatest country in the world. My grandfather left behind his family, never to see his mother or his father again. And he heard about their deaths by letter many years later. That's sacrifice. See, once we lower our standards, once we tell them, ah, eh, you don't need to learn English. Ah, eh, don't worry about assimilating into American culture. What we create is an independent people who are not a part of the collective America, which is what makes us great. Look what we did in our Congress. Now, you may not remember back in 2006, when the first Muslim elected to Congress, it's a whole nother story for another show, but when he was elected to Congress and announced that he would not take his oath of office on the Bible, but instead he would only swear on the Quran. Now, I don't know about you, but that was the start of a road to capitulation. And that has helped to lead us to where we are today, where we have representatives in our Congress and Senate who have no regard for America, nor what America stands for. She does not stand, these people do not stand with our allies like Israel. And you know what? I can care less what your constituency is or says. If you cannot uphold the values and the foundations of America, then you should not be in office. And as far as your constituents go, they too should not be here. I say, send them all back from where they came from. America and its foundation was and is the Bible. It was not, nor will it ever be, as long as I'm alive, the Koran, nor any other book of demons. But yet, we have relinquished our moral principles, all based on trying to be politically correct and trying to embrace other cultures. Oh, we need to embrace other cultures. And these cultures are contrary to that of America's. If we allow anyone to hold office and allow them to choose what book they swear an oath on, then we're opening ourselves up to big trouble. What's so hard about understanding that? Maybe you've never heard about the word takia, T-A-Q-U-I-A. It's an Arabic word. And it means basically uh, it's used for protection of an individual or of a community. And basically what it means is a Muslim can lie 
when it is for the good of the Muslim community, especially if the lie is to the infidel. Um, maybe you don't know who the infidel is. Uh, that's you. Christians, Jews, anyone who, you know, doesn't believe in Allah. So now I guess we can allow anyone to choose whatever book they want to choose to swear an oath to uphold the laws and the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That seems like a problem in waiting to me. I say either swear on the Bible or don't run for office. But the real issue here is that the left is all about, all about, avoiding Islamophobia at all costs, even if the costs are the freedom and the safety of our very nation. Now, nobody wants to come out and just say it outright, but let me tell you something, I will. To hell with Islam and Allah. Yeah, yeah, I know, there are peaceful Muslims. No, there's not. I don't trust it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. America is not supposed to be portrayed as some open, stupid, foolish society, but yet that's what's happening. We should be aware of the tactics of our enemies and those who seek to destroy us. We cannot forget only 20 some odd year, 22 years ago, we had an attack against our nation where nearly 3000 Americans were killed. The Muslim world is an enemy of the United States, um, an enemy of any true patriot. And we should know what they're up to. And we should be aware. We should know that the Quran calls for the death of the infidel. <laughs> we're the infidels, Christians and Jews. We're the infidels. And while I'm at it, Allah is not the same God as Jehovah in the Bible. I don't want to get religious on you today, but listen, Allah is Satan. The God of the Bible is Jehovah God, and there is only one God. We need to stop emboldening the Islamic extremists. Can you feel it? Can you feel the tension? Something has changed in the atmosphere. See, the greatest goal of Islam has not changed and it will not change. Their goal is the Islamization of America and the world. Just look at what Islam has done to Britain. They are nothing but a faded memory of greatness. Britain has been overrun by Islamists and their society is pretty much destroyed. What the Islamists want is more of what happened to you and I and our nation on 9-11. And what we should want is more control over who is elected in this country and for what purposes. And who is allowed into this country and for what purposes. It makes absolutely no sense to have an electorate that wants to overthrow its own government and then empower that electorate simply because we don't want to be called intolerant. <laughs> My friends, the day of intolerance must come to an end. I say, if you don't like America, I'll pay for your ticket one way out of here. Anywhere you want to go in the world, 
I'll buy the ticket. And I'm sure some of you will join me. And that goes along for all the other crazies like Whoopi Goldberg and all the crazies on the show, The View, uh, any other Hollywood star who thinks America is not all that it is. And we still are a great light to a lost and hurting world. We still are the one and only beacon of freedom in this world. And that's why everyone is trying to come through our open borders to get here. They know the greatness of America. They know the generosity of America. They know the heart of America, and they're here to take advantage of us. Let's instead open the borders to those who come here willing to work hard and diligent and to do all the things necessary to win a piece of the American dream. People know that if they could just get in, if they could just get in, they'll be taken care of, coddled and paid for and doted over because of the Democrats. All the while, they can continue on their merry way, planning our very destruction while we send them money and food and all everything else every month and help pay for their rent. Give me a break. We have to stop being played the fool. Can you feel it? But as simple as it sounds, to stop being played the fool, I'm not sure it can happen. I sense urgency that if we don't fix what's wrong with America, the spiral will continue until we are out of control. And if I have fear of anything, my friends, it's fear from my grandchildren who may never have the great pleasure of experiencing the freedom, the liberty, the joy of being a part of the greatest nation in the history of the world. I love America. And right now I can't think of too many in politics that love America with the passion that I do. The first name that comes to mind is Donald Trump. He comes to mind because he is a man willing to sacrifice. But, you know, you and I can make a difference. You can make a difference. What we don't need now is to give up. We can't give up and think it's hopeless because hope only lies in you and me. But with a groundswell of support and a relentless democratic assault, against the powers that be right now in this nation, I believe we can right the ship and save America. And I hope you'll join me and join the millions of others like us who are willing to do whatever it takes to save our great nation. America needs to be saved. And I don't put all of my eggs in only one basket. As much as I want to see President Trump elected in 2024, even if he wins, it's only four years. We need to remember that this battle will go on and rage for a while. The left won't just give up. They won't just give in. It must start with you and I. And we can make a difference. Will you join us? Join with me. Pass along the good news that there is hope. Tell people about this podcast. Tell them about Exposed, because I will be writing and speaking and talking about all of the areas of culture and politics and religion that need to be exposed for what's really happening so that you and I 
can step in boldly and make a difference. Join with me today. Like this broadcast, tell your friends about it, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Well, if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire or watched the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you listened or watched. And do me a favor, please share this episode with others who may be interested in the same topics. And also feel free to let me know what topics you'd like to see covered in the future. You can get in touch with me in the comments or by, you know, social media networks. Thanks again for everything. See you next week.